We got the victory. We got the victory. We got the victory right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. It's Victory Monday. We're going to recap this game. We got a special guest. And we're going to talk about some things with these 49ers. All right here after this. Let's go. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. Joe, Breezy this, breezy that. Lord. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah. Breezy this. What's good, everybody? You hear that foghorn? That means it's Victory Monday. The San Francisco 49ers defeated the Los Angeles Chargers, just like we said that they would, 22-16. to We're going to let that rock, that ticker down there at the bottom. We said that they were going to get the job done. I thought that they would find a way to get the job done in high fashion. Unfortunately, they just won in some type of fashion. It wasn't high fashion. It was just the fashion. Uh, and, and, and you know, all week we're going to try to break this 49ers football team down. I can tell you that right now. We'll talk a little bit about it today when our special guest joins us. All right. And we'll be bringing him out very shortly. But listen, 49ers won. And I, honestly, that's all that matters. They got the win. They started. They trek to going 9-0 and undefeated after the bye week. We said that, that we tried to go undefeated, and they started, and they beat a team uh, that, you know, I guess wasn't really loaded. But you know what? I'm starting to wonder, does it matter how many weapons you have if the quarterback – and this is not a shot to Jimmy Garoppolo. It just looked like Justin Herbert was just a uh, – he, he's going to be some type of an elite quarterback because he was dropping – he was dropping some dimes to wide receivers and taking shots downfield and things like that. But listen, we'll recap the game. We'll go through it. You know, we'll, and, and I want to know unsung heroes. So we're going to we're going to end the show off of on the unsung heroes segment. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, I feel like there was unsung heroes in this particular game. I'll do grades uh, later on this weekend. But uh, let's kind of get to the formalities of the show uh, very quickly so we can get the show popping. Guys, YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, hit the like button right now. I see a lot of you in here. Make sure you're hitting that thumbs up as you enter the, the stream. And don't forget to check out the poll question on YouTube. It's only exclusive to YouTube members. Uh, uh, YouTube subscribers. So make sure you participate in the poll question. I want to know from you guys, you know, who your defensive or who was the player of the game. Uh, I gave you three choices and then you can put other and then we can talk about it on the show. All right. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. The channel is at the Wayne Breezy. You can also find this episode later on today, directly after the show. It will be uploaded to all your favorite podcast spots. So if you like to listen to the show, you can go to Apple Podcasts, which is my favorite, or you can go to Spotify, which is other people's favorite. I feel like it's kind of divided. Some people still use iHeart. Some people use, there's so many 
so many different places you can use. Well, make sure you check it out. The podcast will be available. And don't forget to join the Patreon. All right, we're going to be doing a Patreon-only uh, uh, giveaway very shortly. All right, I'm going to get those details put out on Twitter. So make sure you follow me on Twitter at Wayne Breezy, and I will make sure you can understand. It's going to be for uh, the already Patreon members, right? So if you're in a Patreon member, this will be for you. You're going to win two, two, two free tickets to the Miami Dolphins game. All right. Shout out to our Patreon member, our our legend member, uh, Miss Cynthia Carroll, who donated the tickets, and we're going to be giving those away to uh, two free tickets to one Patreon member. All right. So check check it out. Go to Patreon.com backslash Wayne Breezy. And last but not least, shout out to our sponsors over there at Residency. They're working hard this off season. They're trying to get us acclimated to everything. They're putting out new exclusive hats and t-shirts and apparel and things like that. But listen, if you want to shop. But if you want to look like me and wear some of the things that you see me wearing on the show, make sure you go to www.residency.com. All right. Use the promo code SF Breezy and you can save on your purchase. I am in contact with them trying to see if there's some type of exclusive Black Friday deal code. So I'm working on that. So bear with me. All right. All right. Don't forget to do that. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get this show started. I'm going to bring out my man, the one and only, you know, he has his own channel on here. And he's doing such a tremendous job uh, with the 49ers community and and bringing you guys content and things like that. Uh, I want everybody to stand up on their feet. All right. Me and this young gentleman have been having some private conversations in the back. We've been praying together. And, and that's that's cool because I feel like a family that prays together, they stay together. So I want to give a quick shout out and an entrance like none other. I want everybody to make some noise for the one and only. I call him Richie Rich. You call him Rich Kelts. That's his name. Kelts Chronicles is in the building. Make some noise. Let me get the air horn. <laughs> Hey, what up, Breezy? One of the best in the business. Uh, Man, I appreciate uh, coming on, man. Um, Yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, Ironically enough, the game for me was a little bit of this and a little bit of that, man. So, (laughs) hey, but, but, man, I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to be optimistic because how could we be mad at a W? I feel like later on in the season, this is going to be a game that we probably won't even remember. You know what I'm saying? So it's, so it's easy to, you know, dissect and pick apart some of the things that we might not have liked, but man, I appreciate you. And especially, uh, you know, just uh, talking about, you know, the praying and all that, man. Cause, cause you know, I'm all about it, man. I I gotta be, if I wasn't, I would not be here right now. I might've let anxiety uh, stop me from hitting the, live button or coming on or even reaching out to you so mm-hmm. yeah man so i appreciate you to the fullest and i appreciate you too i you, you got to tell me what that picture is in the background i see the autograph and i can't tell to the right well my right yeah, that one yep that's Who jerry is? that's jerry rice the uh, hands in the super air. bowl that's hey, i loved i love the way how sometimes he would just you know first he started with the cabbage patch or you know but then Oh man, I loved how he would just put his hands up. He didn't yeah. have to do too much. He just kind of like, like, yeah. I'm the goat. I'm That's the goat. Exactly. Without even saying it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's, That's what I loved about Jerry. He didn't have to even mention one time in the world that he was the goat. It was already designated that he's probably the greatest football player of all time. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, it's arguably, well, a lot, a lot of people like to point out to quarterbacks, but Jerry Rice got it in. He was an athlete uh, like none other. 
Uh, and he just broke, he, he didn't just break records. Like he set records that are hard to be broken. And I think only Jerry Rice can break those records. I don't think we'll never see a wide receiver probably get close to what Jerry Rice was able to do, even though we've seen some phenomenal wide receivers over our time in the NFL. Absolutely. He just, uh, hey, man, he wanted he wanted to be great, um, you know, more than, you know, obviously he probably absolutely loved football, but, hey, man, he worked for it. He had that drive. He had that. You know, he he just went all out for it. And, hey, man, that's what happens when, when when you're on a mission to not be denied and just smart, athletic. He knew when to get down at the same time. Very, very smart at that IQ of when to really try to push it and when to just get down and live to fight another down. You know, I think it, mm. ironically enough, man, you know, I went to my first uh, 49er game when I was 10 years old, and it was the year – he tore his ACL. You know, it was a freak, freak, you know, a freak situation. I think it was on a reverse versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Got the ACL. The first game I go to, we won the game versus the Panthers, but he wasn't playing. And then, you know, I haven't went to a lot of games. The next game I go to, it wound up being his retirement ceremony where Frank Gore tore off like 200 and yep. I think yep. 14 yards versus the Seahawks. So I got to witness Frank Gore's best game ever. And Jerry Rice's retirement ceremony. So a little bittersweet, but yeah, he's my all-time favorite. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. I think there was a point in time where I really thought I was Jerry Rice. Bro, you I know? was chubby as hell, and I still thought I was Jerry Rice. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's who you wanted to be. That's who you used in Tecmo Bowl. That's who you used. Like, it was Jerry Rice. It was just yeah. Jerry Rice. Yeah. You know, yep. I, I remember one time the 49ers lost to the Raiders on Monday Night Football. I think it was the year we went to the Super Bowl, matter of fact. Because I remember being a freshman in high school. I went to school that day, but I never went into the school. I was crying. I was so <laughs> I was so sad on that Tuesday because I knew I had Bronco fans, friends. I had Cowboy friends. I had all these different types of... This is how hard... And how devoted I was into the 49ers. Not football, but just the 49ers. So I took the loss so bad, I didn't even walk into school. I I, I cut. And uh, I hope my mom not watched. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> like, you know. But nah, man. Uh, very great story, man. And I truly appreciate you for jumping on, man, and just sharing. And we're going to talk some 49ers. We're going we're gonna to start with, uh, like, some of the latest things that's going on with the 49ers. Because there's not much really going on, right? Like the injury report zero like right Kyle Shanahan says hey man ain't no new things going on and it's really good to know that there's nothing new injury wise as of now right I'm sure we'll get back to that at some point um but I want to start to show off with something spicy bro but before we even get into the recap let's have a conversation because I feel like the league aka the NFL aka them zebra stripe peoples right that work for the NFL, I feel like they got something that there's some, there's something that they don't like about this 49ers organization franchise or whatever, because why do we always get the short end of the stick when it comes to the rules of the game? Now, if you want to know people out there watching the 49ers have five penalties uh, uh, in the game, whereas the Chargers only had one for five yards. I think the 49ers had like five for 45 or something like that. I I can get it pulled up. I knew it last night. Don't know it right now, but that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, The penalties were the penalties, but here was the thing. There was a 15 yard penalty that I I can agree that it should have been a penalty or whatnot. 
and, and I would even argue that. But the Dre Greenlaw ejection, we got to talk about this because, like, I, I want to know how you felt the moment he was ejected from this game. The penalty, I think we all knew was coming. It was a hit. It looked like it was to the head. Cool. But the ejection is what really, in my opinion, like sparked something. What are your thoughts on this? Man, I was confused. I actually did a live last night, a play-by-play, and I think my reaction was like, no way. Like, kind of, I think I was just more shocked, you know, just kind of no way. Um, Hey, man, he didn't really mean it like that. Like, I I mean, you could tell, like, the way he was falling, he already had gotten hit, so it, it didn't. Ah, it's it, it's just super frustrating, man. It's like always the short end of the stick. And I think a part of that, man, I think a part of what you were initially talking about was I feel like there is like Kyle does it his way. He mm. doesn't go. And I know a lot of us fans sometimes like kind of sit here and like, oh, well, he should do it. That he should, you, you know, taking all that out of it. I feel like he does it his way. And I feel like if he's ever hosting the Lombardi trophy up, that's one of the things that he wants to say and uh, is, Hey, I did it my way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't have no Mahomes. I didn't have this, that, or the other. I did old school football, man. I ran it. I ran it down people's throats. I did it my way. Now what NFL now what I went up and moved up and got Trey Lance. Y'all didn't see that coming because the year before, you know, uh, we had a down year with the injuries, but then we were, you know, we still had a stacked roster. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the NFL is kind of like, and we kind of don't like the way they're going about business. They're a little unorthodox. They're a little, you know, Shanahan, you know, you have to have a certain level of arrogance to be a head coach. You have to have a certain level of pride. And sometimes I kind of go, you know, like, oh, man, put your pride aside, you know, this, that or the other with my personal feelings. But then I'm like, hey, hold on a minute, Rich. Uh, You got to have a certain level of um, I'm going to do it the way I'm going to do it. You know, sometimes you could win by it, you could lose by it. But, hey, man, you know, um, I feel like that could be a part of it because and then the Bay Area, it feels like if you're not in California, a lot of people hate on California. So I feel like. Just from the outside looking in, I feel like I hear it a lot. People who are from California, even more than just football. There's just always just, whether it's political, whether it's uh, the finances, the taxes, whatever it is, it's easy to hate on California. And if you're always hearing that kind of noise, uh, people are going to have a lean toward that perception, I feel like, more. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, no matter what it is, I feel like, you know. There's probably a lot of referees that who have heard, you know, people just bashing on California in general. So I feel like it's a mixture of, uh, you know, maybe something towards Shanahan, maybe something, maybe just the way we go about our business is a little bit uh, unorthodox. And, you know, uh, people love to hate on people who's getting close to winning a Super Bowl. It kind of reminds me of the Warriors and sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I I know you're a Celtic fan. Yeah, it's all good. It's all hey, good. I was I was rooting for your Celtics the whole time until we faced them. But uh <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> and for and for you, you feel me? But uh but I feel like it's kind of like the Warriors, man. They're champions, uh you, you know, and they're in California and they and if you're not them, 
they typically typically you. you hate you hate I them. Got you. I got oh. you. that's 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 fair. That's fair. It's fair assessment too because you know I'm not in California, right? So I'm in Connecticut and I'm trying to figure out like God dang, like what does this team have to do to gain some type of respect? And hence, this is why I'm advocating to like Kyle dominate, like dominate the games, like mm-hmm. make them fear you. In every way. Absolutely. Right? Make them like don't put up 22 points, Kyle. Put up 52 points. Be so. a team that you should be. You know, and 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 you know, I want your take on it. Cause that's I'm gonna talk about that in tomorrow's episode. Because like the 49ers, like they I, they won, and I know we're gonna celebrate it, but there's still some things that aren't right with this team, and it could be something as simple as they just haven't played together yet and they're still learning because they got new pieces and they got older pieces coming back and there might be too many pieces. And I don't know, but that's a whole nother topic, but to get back onto the green law topic, yeah. you know, I saw what Mo's said out there. Shout out to my bro Mo's. Um, I was screaming that all last night. Not only did I think that the hit was legal, right? Like he, he, if you go back and watch it from the different angle, the angle we all saw live looked bad. If you go and watch from a different angle, dude hit him in the helmet with the shoulder pad, bro. So it wasn't even helmet to helmet, my guy. It was shoulder pad to helmet. Then his head went one way. Then the helmet hit. So it, was, it wasn't like it was intentional or malicious is what they're trying to say. And here's my issue, bro. My issue isn't with the flag. My issue is with the ejection. Because New York, my side of the country, y'all got to get y'all ish together because that right there should have been reviewable and overturned. So his ejection was like unwarranted. And they said that it was warranted. And that's my issue. It's like, dude, y'all sitting here, y'all watching this. Y'all got all 52 angles. We got three, like literally. And we can only watch the live angles. Not like we got coaches film where we can see it from a different angle at that moment. I didn't think that he should have been ejected. And honestly, that might have been what sparked the 49ers coming out of that half saying, listen, we got to take this joint. They not helping us out. We got to go out here and take it. And I feel like that should be their mentality, period. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. <sighs> yeah, man, to touch on the green law thing, you know, I made a video a, a while back when uh, all of a sudden, in the off season, out of nowhere, we start hearing all these dudes coming down on Trey Lance, mm. and so you know uh, whether it's it was who Acho and not not Lombardi for the Forty ers but Matt Lombardo, and we all know a lot yeah. of the names. Yep. So I yep. put a lot. I, I started really looking at all these names that was coming down on Trey Lance, and majority of these dudes were all from the East. You know, so I started doing a little bit of research on a lot of people in the ESPN. And and I think it could be in L.A. right now. I'm not sure. But uh, long story short, a lot of the people from ESPN and a lot of the people who have these huge platforms are from the East Coast. There are some guys for, from the West, but it feels like it is more East Coast. And I started kind of being like, man, is there just, is it because there's so many East Coast guys that they just instantly, is it East Coast biased? You know, is that part of it? And, you know, to me, that's what it kind of felt like, you know, and um, 
you know, it's just unfortunate, especially on the green law. Hey, you know, just to go back what you were talking about, it was just um, one of the things I was thinking, what's the exact rules? Like, what are the exact rules for that? Don't you have to have like two of those? Like, I'm not I'm not a referee expert. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, what are the hey, stick to the rules? Because it didn't look like he was, you know, right. so. That's a great question. And what I don't know either, but I'm going to go from college. I'm going to go to the college. This is where they got it from. They got it from college. In college, they call it targeting. Yeah. Right? So when you lead with the crown of your helmet and you hit the helmet to, you know, to make contact with another helmet, that's called targeting. And there, there's no, you don't need two of them. It's not like basketball, you get two technical fouls and you're ejected. Like, if they say that it's targeting, you're ejected automatically. But... In the NFL, the difference between the NFL and the NBA, the NFL has an office that are, can overturn it right there. They can wait till the next several plays. Uh, they had a whole half to watch it, and they can overturn it. And I see that uh, Moses saying that it was helmet to helmet. It did end up being helmet to helmet. But if you watch it in slow motion from the angle that I saw, and I got to go back and find that angle, it was the shoulder pad first. And because of the force, it ended up being the helmet, right? So, like, yeah, it was helmet to helmet, no matter what way you look at it. But it wasn't like he led with the helmet, is which was what I'm trying to say. He was leading with the shoulder, and he was knocked. And then just the, the physics of life. It looked... It looked like the way he was falling too. The way right. Herbert was kind of it, it's it looked like right. Greenlaw might have anticipated right. coming lower, and then it's like, hey, when you're moving at a hundred miles per hour, both players, and it's it's like they should have looked at it and like, hey, what, what, what? And it's hard to really decipher, you know, what is uh, was this man, you know, maliciously trying to take his head off, or was it just a football? It's, but hey, it should have been reviewed. Um, yeah, man, especially, man, this, these are billion dollar industries, man. And, and, and a lot of the times the ref has their hands in the outcome of games and, uh, Hey, thank God it didn't uh, come to, you know, for us to lose this game over something like that, you know, cause, mm -hmm. cause then, cause then we, everybody would really be screaming from the mountaintop. So yeah, it's, man. it's funny where, you know, we're here, it's victory Monday. Everybody's happy. Because we won, so we're five and four. Don't get it twisted. Five and four, half a game behind Seattle for first place in the NFC West. That's great news, right? Uh, and all we got to do is continue to go out there and win and let the other teams do their due diligence, right? But there's still questions because we got to play perfect. So, like, like, because the refs play a part in the game. Look, Luke the Don says this. Hey, Breezy, that was a press move because of the bad press they got for the tour decision. I, I didn't forget about this, but I forget that they try to make up for certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and this could have been a makeup call, right? You know, for the press, for the officials, getting something right, just to prevent some type of an injury on a quarterback, right? Yep. And, and this makes perfect yep. sense. Go ahead, Kels. No, but uh, that's what I thought about because all of a sudden uh, he was on the field, then they took him out the game, and then Daniels to. comes in. And it's like, hold on, is he in the blue tent? Is he not in the blue tent? How come Daniels is still, you know, so I feel like um, Luke Dodon, what he was touching on, like, hey, they're trying to, oh. so they're trying to, like, oh, you know what, let's make sure to keep him out. Mm. I don't know, hey, 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 when you, when, mm. hey, the Tua situation, 
lawyers start getting involved, investigations. Mm -hmm. So now the refs are going to be on edge. Now the coaching staff's going to be on edge. Nobody wants to, you, you know, have to start going through investigations and whatnot. So it's just, yeah, man, they need to get it together, man. Uh, you know, kind of with this, I don't know. It feels like there's so many contradictions with uh, player safety, and it feels like rules are almost being lightweight made up on the fly. Like, like I'm still curious, you know, still curious. I don't know, man. It's it's just a it's, little it's, confusing. It's it's, it's confusing and frustrating. You but that's know? why so, that's why we having the conversation. You know yeah, what I mean? Up, like that's up. why we having this conversation because. You're confused. I'm confused. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to win a game. We're trying to create content. We're trying to do all these different types of things. And we're sitting here scratching our head like, huh? Like, that wasn't intentional. That wasn't malicious. Okay, you want to you give him a penalty? Fine. And, 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 we, and you know you're going to get a hefty fine, right? Yeah. It'll be a real slap in the face if the league comes back and says, well, you know what? After giving it some second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, eighteenth thoughts, it wasn't an intentional hit, and we were not going to find him. That would be like, oh, you mother suckers, bro. Like, I'm telling you, they were trying. They didn't want us to win this game. I don't think the NFL wants the 49ers to ever win a game. And I think that's what makes it so much more difficult for a coach like Kyle Shanahan. You know, remember how hard it was to get players to come play here? I think it's hard for coaches to coach here because they're coaching against adversity right off the rip. And on top of that, then factor in the injuries, factor in everything else. Like it's just, it's just, it's just a tough place to win. And I don't know if this dates back to, you know, Eddie DeBartolo and I was just thinking. I was just thinking. <laughs> hey, when you start you start saying something, and something triggered in my mind, America's team and the Cowboys and the catch. And a lot of people don't know in the 70s, the 49ers were in battles uh, with the Cowboys at the same time, and we were close. I think we actually made it to a couple of uh, NFC Championships ga games with Brody. And um, <clears throat> long story short, I was going through my whole history of 49ers, Cowboys. Was it because the Cow we took maybe a couple away from the Cowboys at certain times? I know the Cowboys came back through in the 90s and ripped off a couple. but. Uh, yeah, maybe they were supposed to get more and uh, nobody's seen Joe Montana and Dwight Clark and Jerry Rice and Rodney Lott come in the way that they did, but we did. And hey, man, we re revitalized the whole entire Bay Area. You you know, it wasn't it, it wasn't just like, hey, we won Super Bowls and it was cool for the fans. We lifted the whole the whole Bay Area got lifted up by those, uh, you know, initial few su Super Bowls. So maybe. It wasn't supposed to happen like that in the eyes of the NFL because whether we like to uh, acknowledge it or not, it is a business. And uh, when sometimes when something interferes with business the way they might want it to go down, you know, I don't know, man. It's a hypothetical conspiracy and all that stuff. But I but I love to do the little investigative uh, connections and whatnot. So. You did have me thinking about back in the day, you know, was it was it something with the Bardlow? Was it something, you know? Like, is was, he still paying debt? Yeah. <laughs> for his, his, you know, what he did? Like, that's that's my question. And if so, they got to let that junk go, man. Let it go. It's time. Move on. 49ers have been to the Super Bowl two times since then and have lost both. How much more do they have to pay? Y'all done shut the lights off on us versus Baltimore. Like, come on, come on. Like, 
Come on, man. Y'all didn't call y'all didn't call the holdings uh, versus the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it's just like how is it that with man? We can't have this Uh, conversation right now. We're talking about Dre Greenlaw. But they were the number one holding team in the NFL that season and got zero holds. Anyway, uh, Dre Greenlaw was ejected. Uh, Let's hope he doesn't get anything else, right? There's no way that the team can, uh, not the team, but the league can possibly suspend him, right? This is football, right? Like he didn't do anything. So what they're saying is it was intentional. Let's let's keep this story correct because they did not reverse that call. So basically, the league is saying that this was an intentional hit. And are there any, do you, I know we don't know, but you might. Are there any repercussions from this being intentional? Because like in basketball, cats can end up getting suspended for the next game after they get the the technicals, depending on the technical. Shoot, it it, it better not be. Like, that's all, I don't know. It's it's just, it it better not be. And if, uh, hey, but like you said, look what, hey. Did that lift the 49ers up? Hey, maybe, maybe if they do us like that, maybe if they do us like that, maybe that'll really spark Shanahan to be like, all right, man, I'm unleashing the full arsenal now. Like, y'all done messed up now. Hopefully he does that anyway. But sometimes it does take an extra little push. Sometimes it does take some unfortunate, uh, unfortunate situation. Uh, Sometimes through a storm, there could be an ultimate blessing that's coming out of it. So, you know, hey, if they want to do us dirty like that, hopefully hopefully we rise up and, uh, you know, go full throttle. But we'll see, man. Yeah, we'll definitely see. And my man Kylie saying it wasn't intentional. He shouldn't be suspended. I I, understand that's how we think. But remember, New York did not overturn it, and they're telling us that it was intentional. You know what I'm saying? So regardless of what we feel, and I never saw – Kyle Shanahan more hot. He was hot. He was devil hot, bro. He was red hot. He was Georgia hot. He was hot. <laughs> I was gonna punch somebody. He was hot. So listen, you said it. Maybe this making Kyle Shanahan this hot uh, is is going to make him, you know, figure some things out. Now let's go ahead and recap the game because there were a lot of things that. The 49ers, I feel like they, they missed on a lot of opportunities. They got to the red zone numerous amounts of times, had to settle for field goals. Um, there were zero turnovers, though, in this game. So that's a good, that's a that's a bonus, right, for the 49ers. Zero turnovers. Let me just read to you the 49ers stats and compare them to what the Chargers did. Uh, time of possession was crucial. 49ers had possessed the ball. Rich, they possessed the ball. Let me, let me see if I do my math right. For 13 more minutes, they had 36 Minutes and 59 seconds to 23 minutes and one second. Is that 13? Hey, that's what Kyle caught. Hey, that's Kyle's style, man. You know, I get frustrated to see the playcock go down to five or zero seconds on every time. It's like, let's go slow and even slower. And sometimes I'm like, hey, man, uh, flip the script, change the mentality, catch them off guard, go fast pace, you know, to just not to just hurry up and try to score, but just to get a rhythm, to catch them. And I feel like that's what the Chargers did right off the bat. You know, so that could – the Chargers' philosophy was like, all right, man, because my thing was like, let's blitz, let's make Herbert, Herbert uncomfortable straight off the bat. Mm. They counterattack that, and they're they're going quick. As soon as the game started, I'm like, oh, man, okay. That's that's good coaching right there. You know, they've, they, they said, hey, let's show a sense of urgency. 
we know we're probably unfavored in this matchup. Let's uh let, let let's do this. And then um yeah, man, 13, 13, 13. minutes, 13 minutes of possession. One of my key factors was score touchdowns. Oh, yeah. And then I did uh, you got me thinking. I think we did have one turnover with well, we the did, AU. I meant to say interceptions, the, so my apologies. Okay. But we did hey. have the turnover, and it was the fumble by Brandon Ayuk. And we got to talk about that yeah. because if if we're talking about leading with the helmet. Hey, hey, come on. Hey, let's, hey, let's be fair. Let's be fair here, huh? <laughs> I mean, that was the initial lead with the helmet. Actually, it happened twice to the 49ers in that game. Not one call because you know why? They weren't quarterbacks. And it didn't fit. Shout out to – Hey, 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 and at the same time, Herbert wasn't a quarterback in that situation either. He wasn't defenseless. That was one of my first things that I was thinking of. I remember now saying it on my show, like, hold on a minute. Hey, he's a runner now. He's he's not sliding. He's, you know, he he's hey, he's a big dude. And right now he's a running back, you know, in this particular play. So it's not, I don't know. It, it, it's a uh, hopefully they do. Sometimes we do see on rare occasions that the officials do come out and say, hey, you know what? We got it wrong. I don't think it'll. we'll see it on this situation. But every once in a while, we do say, well, right. more, maybe more in basketball. But we do see him come out and say, hey, you know what? We messed up on that call, yada, yada. But, um, mm-hmm. like after, yeah, man. after the fact, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we, 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 we botched that one. Uh, our yeah. bad. You know what I mean? But here, here's some interesting stuff, right? 70 offensive plays to 56, 387 to 238. That's the offensive yards. The 49ers were averaging five and a half yards per play. I already posted the penalties. They had five penalties for 52 yards. All right. 15 of those yards was from that Dre Greenlaw joint. So if you take that one away, I mean, four for whatever. Um, They had two touchdowns, right? They were three for three in field goals. Robbie Gold missed a, uh, missed an extra point. Let's talk about him missing that extra point because we're recapping the whole game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, was that Robbie Gold's fault? I want to know what you think. I'm trying to think. It. I'm trying to re- remember the replay. Um, I mean, I, I got it. I got it like in my head. All right. So it seemed like everything was solid. I was just. I, I right. think so. I'm trying to think of the of the hold, the snap. So the snap. That's why I wanted to get to you. So the snap okay. was high as. Is high. Okay. 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 So the snap was dumb high. So whereas I think Mitch Wisnowski is the holder, he had to like literally stand up and he got it down. But people don't understand that kicking is all rhythm, right? It's not, it's it's, it's just a rhythm. It's one, two step. It's like dancing. Let me see you one, two kick, right? That's all it was. He, Robbie went through the motions and the ball on an extra point went right, right? Went to the left. And, and, and that, to me was because of the high snap. Now, I didn't see any other high snaps, but somebody may mention that Tabor was high snapping a couple of those uh, balls. Even, I think, the the punt to Mitch Wisnowski, where he had to take the ball and, like, flip it, and that's when the ball got got, got uh, blocked. It got yeah, yeah. You know, a little bit deflected. So, look, um, I'm not blaming Gold on that. Um, I'm not going to blame him on that. I'll get that loaded up, uh, J.M., let me get that loaded up. I'm not going to blame Gold on that because I really thought that that snap was high. And because kicking is all rhythm, uh, you know, it was what it was. But let me finish going through these uh, game stats. Um, uh, turnovers, we talked about that. The Brandon Ayuk, he had the fumble. All right. Uh, 
and they had an interception. They also had a fumble too, but they didn't lose it. They got it back. Uh, let's look at the passing. Let's let's focus on Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Because Jimmy Garoppolo was 19 for 28 with 67.9% completion percentage. Some people like me round that up to 68. Uh, Justin Herbert was 56.8. Um, let me get your thought. 230 yards to 187, 8.2 to 5.1. Like Jimmy Garoppolo was on on target of looking really good. I think he finished with like a 90 something, uh, 92.9 passer rating. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, is Jimmy was Jimmy Garoppolo the better guy out there statistically wise? Yes, but he also had a full arsenal. So, so, mm-hmm. so give me some intake on this. What are your thoughts on this? Jimmy, Jimmy is Jimmy. And, um, you know, when you're matched up versus a Herbert, we've seen Herbert make some amazing throws, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. and I mean, just, just from a talent standpoint, like obviously not, obviously he's not going to match up, but, but for Jimmy being Jimmy, I think he played an amazing game. I was frustrated on some of the throws, even some of the completions were high, but you know what? I'd rather it see, I'd rather see him go high and have the receivers like kind of in stride, like be able to catch it like that instead of behind or low. Um, I think he did great, man. He did not make those like big boneheaded game changing plays, like even almost interceptions, like right. uh, last, like last week versus uh, the Rams. Correct. You know, uh, we like to dissect things and oh my God, Ramsey could have had two of those picks and, and if he did, we might not have uh, molly whopped uh, the, uh, the Rams, but he didn't have those huge mistakes. Uh, he was a little bit behind on the AU drop. I think it was a mixture of both. I think yeah, AU. I can't wait to watch that. I thought that I, was all Ayuk. I think I thought- it, it was absolutely Ayuk has to catch that ball. It's like it was completely, or not completely. It was like 90% Ayuk, but it was a little bit behind of a fastball. When you throw a fastball behind, and it's almost funny to say fastball from Jimmy Garoppolo, but uh, when you throw a fastball down there in the red zone, you, you know, that's, you know, Ayuk is pretty sure handed. I think it was just an odd little situation. He's still, you know, like Jerry Rice, like Jerry Rice says, you know, the ball, you know, touches your hands, you got to catch it, you know. So, um, but Jimmy did great. One, one thing in particular, I remember last year in the playoffs versus the Cowboys, Jimmy hit Jawan Jennings. He did a he did a cool little 10, 15 yard outside the numbers on the sidelines. And I was so juiced up. Mm. Like I was so juiced on just that one pass that Jimmy made versus the Cowboys in the playoffs. Cause like there you go. We need that. We we need to have that element in our passing arsenal to you know, if if we want to win a Super Bowl, but then I I instantly got kind of frustrated. Like I shouldn't be that excited on that kind of a throw. Mm-hmm. Like that, a quarterback should be able to hit that throw. So then I was like, yes, Jimmy. And then I was just like, but man, I shouldn't be this juiced up on, you know. But long story short, uh, Jimmy did make some of those really really good throws. I think he hit Ray Ray uh, rolling out. Throw. That was his he best hit, throw. He hit Ray Ray rolling out. But and I, it, and, I, the, that was ahead. his best throw. But the sec, the throw you about to mention, though, God dang, that was a dart to the sideline. I didn't even think Brennan Ayuk was going to be able to catch it because it was like through the defender's hands into Ayuk's hands. 
That might have yeah. been his best throw too. I he had two best throws, <laughs> and, then, and two two best. And then uh, and then he hit who he hit Jennings again on the sideline. He had like three throws where he was like hit. I'm like, hey man, hey, 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 let's go. You could start if you could start consistently doing that, and do that instead of throw it in the middle when pressure's really hitting and throw it to the linebacker. That that that's huge. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he did great. Um, I know we don't see the touchdowns. I know in the ends. I know in the red zone, it's kind of like you can see Kyle kind of trying not to put it in his hands. Like you know, hey, let's Sorry. make. Sure. And he did. He did some elite quarterback sneaks. You know, one of his best attributes. You know, which it kind of sucks. One hundred percent on quarterback sneaks, bro. Hey, man. Hey, hey. He did. That's some why I get mad when it's one. If it's one yard. Just quarterback sneaking. Don't do yeah. that. Kyle, why would you do a, a fake uh quarterback sneak, fullback, halfback, flip toss? No. <laughs> no. You one yard, you go straight, you let Jimmy get it. That, yeah, we don't we to Tom Brady and quarterback sneaks. We don't need no Trent Williams in motion. We don't need hey, nobody in motion. Just hey, hey, hey stop me if you can. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's okay to be vanilla, like X. sparingly. And then sometimes, hey, 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 show your, uh, you know, and then sometimes, you know, uh, show, you know, your brilliance and get all creative and go crazy. But every once in a while, hey, man, just uh, just straight man up. And, and probably from Kyle Shanahan's standpoint or op- oppositions, that might surprise them if they see something super vanilla like, uh-oh. There ain't not one person in motion here. What do we do? Right. <laughs> right. They're going to they're gonna be like, wait a minute. We could just stay here and not move around. What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a great point. So I think I think Jimmy did great, man. You know, for, I, but, you know, uh, there was – and then he threw the ball away. I think why? it was – I think it was in the red zone. He threw it away one time, and I was just like, hey, did he miss that bad? Or what? Oh, that was a throwaway. Let's go. He didn't throw a pick – in the end zone, like the KC game, nope. uh, that's what you do. Even a hey, that could have went from we could have missed on those three points. I was frustrated we didn't get the touchdown. But let's say we don't get those three points. They go down and score a touchdown. That's what a ten point swing. It could happen that that quick just mm-hmm. off of one decision of throwing the ball away and lift to fight another down. So hey, he went outside the numbers, threw the ball away, no interceptions. Uh, you know, props to him. You know, I'm a huge Trey Lance guy, and uh, but at the same time, Jimmy is our guy right now. So I'm full throttle, uh, hoping he succeeds to the fullest. I agree, and 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 it looks like he's progressing, right? Because you mentioned him last week, last the last time we played against the Rams, he was progressed because now he's hitting his checkdowns, and now mm-hmm. this week he's throwing the ball away. Are we finally getting the cerebral Jimmy? You know, like th- this could be something. This could be something interesting that you and I are going to have to make sure we continue to do shows about because Jimmy might end up being a 49er for a very long time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I got to win a Super Bowl for me to even entertain that oh, yeah. conversation, bro. He's, oh, yeah. That's Super Bowl or nothing. He's got hey. to do that. Hey, let's just start, you know, hey, 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 man, it's anything can happen in the NFL. It's wild, right? It's like we're all assuming we're going to make it into the playoffs. Hey, let's get into the playoffs. Let's say we're in there. Like if I were to have a goal for Jimmy, I would just be like, look, let's just start with the touch, the touchdown ratio. Ah. Let's just let's just get more touchdowns and interceptions in the playoffs. 
because I'm pretty sure it's four four touchdowns, six interceptions, like a 74 uh, rating, 160 yards a game. Let's just let's just be better. Uh, hey, you don't have to be spectacular. You don't got to be Superman. Just don't make the big mistake. Like when you look at guys like Trent Dilfer, um, who is it? McMahon for the Chicago Bears, Brad Johnson for the Buccaneers back in the day. One thing, all of those kind of mediocre quarterbacks that won Super Bowls, one thing they did, I went back and researched it, was like the years before, uh, uh, how do I say it? The Super Bowl year that those me- mediocre quarterbacks uh, won, they limited their mistakes, like each one of them. Uh, they limited their mistakes. So Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, they either limited their mistakes during the season or in the playoffs. And all they did was just bring the interceptions down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those all three of those teams I mentioned, you know, the Ravens, Buccaneers, and uh, Bears, the 85 Bears, you know, they all uh, were led by their defense, defense yeah. ru- running game, yeah. and uh, great coaching, and limiting the mistakes with the quarterback. So if he could continue to do that consistently, hey, man, let's get number six. I hear you, bro. <clears throat> Uh, Jim, appreciate you, bro, joining the stream, man. I like like you a lot, man. You're a Rams fan, and you you you, you rock with your team. You rep your team, even though your team is struggling this season. Uh, so we appreciate you for being here. Well, I he says that y'all escaped last night, and I don't think they escaped last night. Uh, if you go back and watch the game, they actually came back and won the game. They were trailing in that game, so they came back and won. I wouldn't call it an, an escape. I would call it a comeback. You know That's what I'm it. saying? That it that is what it is. Hey, we came and took it. We came and took it, you know. Yeah, and we shut them out. Shut them out in the second bro, half again. We, we gave them 16 points. So you mean so the so the 49ers defense spotted them with 16 points. They gave them 16. I mean, we scored and but you know, had some points or whatever, whatever. But they only gave up 16 points and then they pitched the shutout in the second half. For the second game in a row for me that means that this team is resilient as like that's resilience that's hey man you 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 tried to cut my arm off but i tell you what it'll heal i'm just going to use the other arm while it's healing hey you could take the pinky you could take the pinky i'm still coming through bro that's resilience and look i get that the chargers were depleted they were losing players left and right in that game I understand that, but guess what? They're still a they're a professional football team, and they still have to go out there. No one gave us no baby excuses when we lost all our players or whatever or whatnot. When we lost the game, they let us know that we lost the game. We couldn't use the excuse, oh, we didn't have Armstead. We didn't have this guy. We didn't have this guy. No, we got our ass whipped. The Chargers yeah. got beat. They didn't get their ass whipped, but they got beat. And the 49ers came back. They got punched in the mouth, right? It was like a boxing match. You watch boxing or UFC fighting, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you kind of get taken, you you know, they got punched and then they came back and it like, Hey, maybe that's, maybe that's part of, you know, the bye week we expect as fans for us to come out firing well-rested, but maybe, maybe you might have a little bit of rest. You know what I'm saying? And like a boxing match, you know, maybe there was a little bit of filling out, you know, and mm. then maybe that's why the Chargers said, you know what, they're coming off a of bye week. We're going to go hurry up right off the gets like, okay, they're coming out with their, they're coming out swinging. Let's uh, try to fill this thing out, you know, um, hey, like a boxing match. And we did. We survived it. We went 12 rounds. 
I think all of our wins have been by 10 or all of our wins, I think, have been by 10 or more points. Mm. So that's actually like I like to see that we were able to win that close game when sometimes, you know, it looks I feel like Kyle was what, two and two and four bad. off of bye weeks. Of bye week. he was, I think it was three and something, but he was bad. Yeah, he's not that great after bye weeks, and then he's not that great in the fourth quarter. Someone threw out a stat like now he's two and thirty. So hey, there was a lot of adversity that was overcome more than just the Charger game. I mean, two and thirty you know, when he's trailing going into the fourth. That's yeah. So last night was his second win. You know, mm-hmm. kind of. So we did the comeback. Uh, we survived kind of the bye week. You know, um, it, 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 there's a lot of good positives. You know, a lot of but a lot of things. I feel like a lot of things we were kind of falling off on are easily correctable. So it's like it still gives me that optimism move, moving forward for sure. 100%, man. We got to touch the rushing very quickly. Listen, the 49ers rushed the ball 41 times for 157 yards. They only averaged 3.8 yards to carry, and those touchdowns came closely to the goal line, the Jimmy Garoppolo, to Christian McCaffrey. Those were the touchdowns. They were actually rushing touchdowns. Um, the 49ers uh got that number uh Jacqueline in here she said that they would get to 155 they got to 157 uh exactly what they Ooh. should have done i thought they would definitely the first of all the chargers were giving up 140 something plus yards a game 49ers superseded that so the chargers are now giving up a higher average per game you saw it bro and i was tweeting left and right run the ball run the ball let me see if you can run it I was run, 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 run. Keska say I was singing every type of song with the word run in it because that's that's all we needed to do. We did it before. We've done it against Minnesota. We did it against Green Bay. We didn't have to throw the ball. And it just seemed like Kyle Shanahan at some point in that game wasn't trying to run it. Now, the defense from the ramp, uh, from the Chargers was not allowing him to set up runs. And Jimmy was checking out of a lot of those run plays but I think they still should have tried to run with the six in the box, the seven in the box, even the eight in the box. Because, you know, you depending on, like, the personnel you have out there, you get at least two, three yards. I mean, Christian McCaffrey got stopped behind a, a couple of times. But, man, you saw what Elijah Mitchell was doing. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on Elijah Mitchell and his return because he had a great game, 18 carries for 89 yards. So let's talk about Elijah. Man, I just have Arrow Smith in my head right now. Run away. <laughs> oh, that was a great song. Yeah, hey, I sure got a hey, I got a story about that song, man, and I'm not even gonna get into it. I might tell you afterwards, man, but <laughs> it's freaking hilarious, and uh, it, it's a uh, I can't bust myself out on it. But with that runaway song, but man, it felt like Elijah Mitchell was just getting eight yards of carry. There was a point in time to where I was right. just like. And I was so I was so juiced up about it. It's like I love to see people come back and do stuff like that. I love the underdog, and he ain't necessarily an underdog, but in that situation, coming back, I was like, I didn't expect it to be a split like that, the carries. I expected it to be like, you know, 65-35 to Christian McCaffrey. So I love to see that Shanahan – he, he showed last year, man, hey, he will run the crap out of Elijah Mitchell. And I love that trust. I love that trust. That for whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan got a gang of trust in Mitchell, and it's just super cool because actually he is that underdog. He, he was, what was he, the seventh? Or wait, hold on. He was a sixth-round pick? Mm-hmm. Mitchell. Um, 
Yeah. And then and then I, it makes it reminds me of, you know, one time he said in a, a interview, you know, I don't have a chip on my shoulder, you know, because someone could take that chip off my shoulder. I keep a chip in my heart because no one ain't going to take that chip away. I was like, oh, that was to get to his that heart. was dope. I like that, that's yo. dope. Hey, I was like, that's dope. I was like, man, Elijah, I'm taking that one from you, bro. Like, hey, I got to keep that one lit because hey, you can't take this. Spot. You can't take this chip out my heart. And and when you hear people starting to change sayings that's been around for hundreds of years, that means that they just they just want to be great, in my opinion. I feel like, you know, he's like, hey, man, I'm, you know, you know, it's in me, not on me. You know, I, I'm coming full throttle. And he he every time he's on the field, he shows that heart, that desire. Uh, hey, we were running it up the middle. Uh, you know, of course, that was a part of their weakness. But it feels like Elijah was getting just, you know, uh, eight yards, 10 yards, eight yards. And every once in a while, they'd shut it down. Then we'd run outside with CMC and it'd get bottled up. Or uh, we'd only, try. Only because of Khalil Mack. Yeah. Like, look, yeah, yeah. listen, Khalil Mack is a force. I he, he was one of the guys in my keys to victory that you had to figure out how to block. Uh, not just in the past rushing game. Just you just got to figure him out because he's that dominant of a player. Yeah. Um, you you. Look, Elijah Mitchell, he was averaging, he averaged 4.9 yards a carry, okay? He had his long, uh, a 12 yards, it was his long. Uh, he didn't have a touchdown, um, but I thought they should have gave it to him on that goal line. We should have scored one more touchdown, man. We had it. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, they didn't. And they did at the on the very last play where he slipped. Uh, McGlinchey missed that block. He slipped and ended up getting tackled by the guy that McGlinchey didn't block. I believe if McGlinchey would have at least touched the guy, like Mitchell may have been able to crawl in because there was nobody that got a hand on him, even though he was on his way down. He could have put that hand down and tried to get closer to that line. But anyway, I thought Mitchell definitely balled out. I thought McCaffrey was good as well. Uh, I know he didn't have the yards. He had 14 carries. But listen, I, if I did my I did my split breakdowns, I said that uh, Elijah Mitchell would get 17. I said that Christian McCaffrey would get 13. I said that Debo would get three and that Jimmy would get two. And we would end with like in that 35 uh, 36 range. We ended up with 41. Uh, Jimmy had more rushes than I thought. He had five. Like yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so they did what they were supposed to do. And and here's the thing. I believe the 49ers. I I think this. I think I saw this. And I could be wrong. And they'll correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're eight and zero when they run the ball 40 plus times, bro. Like that's the number. That's the yep. number. Eight and zero. They don't lose when they run the ball more than 40 times a game. It makes me think. It makes me think, like, man, how come that eight no isn't higher? You know, hey, if that's a formula, if the if there's if that's a formula, hopefully that eight turns into, you know, twenty and zero. You know, but but hey, man, I, I hear you. Uh, my bad to cut you off too. No, so, no, no, it's all Gucci. That's why we back and forth, Kander, man. That's what we do, man. Listen, uh, the 49ers offense, uh, in my opinion, if you if if you. If you had to grade the 49ers offense totality, I'm not going to give a grade because I'm going to do my grade breakdowns uh, on, on the next episode. But what would you grade the offense in this totality? And we're going to spend a little time on the defense and get up out of here. Hey, just shooting from the hip, I would say a C. You okay. know, just, just shooting from the hip. Uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Jimmy did some good things. I really liked uh, uh, Jawan Jennings. I love that one. I love that one play just uh, sparking the faithful up, you know, when he was really fighting. You know, he came through big, though. You know, I was kind of a forgotten person with all these names we got, and it's all on paper. 
um, at Uke. I love to see uh, at Uke continuing to build game after game. It looks like there's some consistency there. Um, Debo, you know, it's it's going to take it's going to take a little bit of time to uh, find a real good rhythm. Of course, Kittle didn't get the ball over the middle like we all wanted to see. He was being used, you know, uh, like we do sometimes, and you know, you know, helping out the deficiencies of McGlitchy sometimes. But um, overall, you know, uh, one of my main key factors was just getting touchdowns in the red zone. And when we we just drive down so beautifully and we get all the way down and kick a field goal. And it's just like, <laughs> it's a little deflating. It's a little deflating when you start thinking about. For sure, for sure. And when you sure. start thinking about a Herbert, because Herbert right before was just like, bang, man, I'm in the end zone. Like, you know, I'm out here, you know, for sure. doing things. But overall, prob- probably a C. I'm just really trying to uh, make sure I didn't really. You know, Debo, he, he he's going to get in a rhythm, even though on my show last night, I was kind of I was talking a little trash. Like, I wonder, you know, if there's a little hang if this is the best season we've seen last year of Debo, you know, not. definitely not. I, I'm just hoping he can just, you know, you know just, uh, you know, it's just, a little, it's a just go strong for him. Right. Because he's utilized like different and there's and a lot of pieces there's a lot of more pieces which is good so so listen i was talking about this last night on the overreaction show like this is good this is good because we were talking about george kittle and we were talking about him not living him being overpaid and i was saying that well, a lot of players are overpaid because they're gonna do what they got to do to get that contract and then you continue to build your team right and so if you add another weapon there's no way that weapon is going to be able to produce that same amount because yep. you're going to try to disperse the ball around, right? You know, the whole purpose of having more weapons do two things. A, it disperses the ball around and keeps the defenses playing honest and kind of tricks them because you don't know where you're going to go to because you got a bunch of weapons. That's why I want OBJ. And then B, the longevity of the player yep. will be longer because now they're not getting overused. So this is a good thing. It's a good thing that Debo, who, <laughs> who, had the, in my opinion, the best runs out of the backfield yesterday. I mean, he only had four carries for 27 yards, but he averaged 6.8 yards a carry, and his long was 15. He's just a different spark. So I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Debo will continue to get the four yards per game, I mean, four carries per game, excuse me, and you'll see what you get out of that. It might be 27, but you might get a break. I thought he was going to break one. Uh uh, and unfortunately, he, he couldn't get through, but I thought he was going to break one. But he ended up still getting like eight or nine yards. So I get it. You're not getting the same production, and you should give him some slack on that. But they got to give him the ball. It's the same thing with George Kittle. George Kittle yeah. had the best catch run of the game. I like the Ray Ray. I like the Ayuk to the sideline. I like the third down catches by Juwan Jennings. But that third down catch from George Kittle sparked this 49ers offense because he caught the ball. And not only did he get the first down, he was carrying motherfuckers with him. Like, that's <laughs> what we need. Just give him the ball now. To his defense, he had Derwin James on him all night except for that play, bro. Like, that one play, Derwin was on the line in the box. And I said, this must be a Kittle play. It was a Kittle play, and Kittle made something out of it. So they got to continue. There's not any other safeties in this league that we got to play for the remainder of the season that I'm not saying fear, but that I think that would give George Kittle, like, problems like Derwin James. There's not another safety in the league, bro. Kittle is going to have a crazy 
second half of the season. Let's go. Uh, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Let's talk about this defense, bro. Because this defense is the defense that's going to win this team a championship. Their 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 bend don't break. Their the defense, in my opinion, is the are, are the boxers on the team, right? Because they get punched. They got punched in the mouth so fast. I'm like, damn! Like I I didn't even get a chance. You know, Dre Greenlaw gets beat on a on a place playing bad coverage, and then Hufunga gives up the touchdown. I think Mooney Ward got beat on a coverage. It was weird, right? And I'm like, dang. They scored seven mad quick. Of course, we came down and got three. Uh, but let's talk about the defense, man. What, what are your impressions of this defense? Um, who stood out to you on the defense, bro? Um, Jordan Willis. He I remember, you know, I liked, I liked, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't super flashy. Maybe it's not going to just really pop out. But I remember in the beginning of the game, I was like, who? Who was 75? You know, I had to re- I had to remember for a second. I was like, oh my God, I felt dumb. Like, okay, that's Jordan Willis. That's right. Cause I seen him kind of flying around. I also seen Fred Warner uh flying around again, even though it was on some uh big plays. Uh, or you know, it just I feel the urgency. They caught us off guard, but after that seven points, they score they score what? Uh, goals, nine points. Yeah, they scored mm-hmm. three field goals after that. So the whole next, you know, 55 minutes, you know what I'm saying? We only give up. And just like you were saying, resilient earlier, you were just talking about being resilient. And for us to put together back-to-back shutouts in the second half, just the adjustments that um, D'Amico Ryans is making, you know, that was a huge factor on why we won versus the Rams to get into the playoffs last year, you know, was uh, D'Amico Ryans adjustments. And, you know, he's been doing great. He came out blitzing early. You know, mm-hmm. I feel I feel, I feel like, you know, uh, you know, I was like, okay, I like to see that. But Herbert was beating it. But it's like, okay, hey, you know what? It's all right. It's all right if you're getting beat when you're throwing your best shot. You know, I, I could live with that. But if you're kind of tiptoeing and, you know, kind of like what we might have seen versus uh, Kansas City, you know, uh, we, we didn't see that, man. We've seen the heart. We've seen the resilience. We're flying around. Jimmy Ward uh, has always been a hitter. Uh, Hufunga coming up, making that play. I was huge on like, hey, man, we got to create some turnovers. We got to make some game-changing plays on defense again. It feels like it's kind of been slowing down a little bit, even though we're playing good. Um, so, so so, that was nice to see Hufunga get his fourth, which I don't think we've had a guy have five interceptions. I Dude, think, he leads the team, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's been two – I did the research. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's 2014. Yeah, uh, it could be. Yeah. Who, who was, was that it? The, was that the Goldson combo, or was that before Goldson and him? Yeah, it was a couple. I know it's like Parrish Cox. That was way was back. It Parrish Cox. That was back. That was that was twelve. But then I think it was. I can't remember. But I know we haven't had you know someone with five picks in a long time, and it's just like okay, you know that was one of my main things coming into the season. We need to get that ball hawk. And what a surprise, man, you know, uh, Hufunga, you know, a lot of people had question marks on him with his 40 time. And I'm over here in the offseason like, hey, man, Jerry Rice had not the best 40 time. You know, it's if his instincts are what they are, he's coming out early in practice. He's showing that want to be great. He's super sharp. He's he's sharp on all four corners. And, uh, you know, Hufunga, man, you know, Hufunga, just just the whole squad for the defensive tackles to be able to hold it down. 
I feel like when Eric Armstead comes through, that's going to be a huge lift. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a huge lift. So for them to be able to be serviceable and not just be an extreme, uh, you know, um, an extreme just uh, to where the offense could take advantage of that. It's not like we've seen them just running up the middle on us all night or something like that. So, man, man I'm, uh, I'm proud of this defense for sure. Yeah. And then we didn't see Lenore just get ripped apart either. You know, it's not like they was out there just taking advantage of him. Uh, one after beat, another. He got beat on one play, in my opinion, from what I saw live. I got to go back and watch the tape today. He got beat on one play, which he got a penalty on, which kind of was ticky-tacky. I mean, his arm was yeah. in there, but the, the receiver had his arm on his chest, too. It was just like, let these motherfuckers play football, bro. Yeah, come like, on. come on. Like, at some point. But, yo, he, he took the call. That was one of the penalties, pass interference. Should Jimmy Ward be removed from the slot? Because he, in my opinion struggles in the slot he's struggling and i can't even imagine how much better and that hufunga would be if jimmy ward was back there like interchanging in that safety spot like why not put maybe i don't know i i, I don't i don't know i just it's womack time like let this yeah. kid play some football bro yeah man it's a it's a tough situation it's just it tough is. with injuries and uh you know um I kind of agree with you with Walmack. It feels like his hands were on every single turnover in the preseason. I know it's preseason. I know it's backups. But, uh, hey, man, it looked like, hey, man, he's got a knack for the ball. And we've seen in every limited situation, even on special teams, man, you know, he's uh, down in the ball at the one. I think he's did it versus the Panthers, too, when we had several guys. Might have been one of the greatest uh you know, um, down in the ball at the one off of the punt. You know, I think a couple of guys dove and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, we'll see how it all pans out. I kinda, I agree with you as well, man. It, it, um, you he know. just doesn't seem happy playing there. But you mentioned something about Jimmy Ward. I He's got to be the best tackling safety in the NFL, bro. Like, he was making tackles Ooh. last night. I was like, oh sh that's why I wanted him. That's why I wanted him to play. I think his angles are bad in the in the slot. I think he has to learn, relearn that. I think it's it. I think he's just taking poor angles and he's just getting beat because he was getting beat. He was getting beat by a bigger guy. I mean, look at Gerald Everett when he was playing. That I forgot he got hurt too, because Gerald Everett was having a day and they were lining him up in the slot on Jimmy Ward. Jimmy not saying he can't play the slot. I just think that D'Amico should try something a little bit different. Just change it up just a little bit. Speaking of Jimmy Ward, uh, we got to pull this up because he spoke, uh, you know, at the end of the game. And let's go ahead and listen to see what he had to say um, or whatnot. All right. Back on the closing team. Don't run it. Nowadays, you can't touch a quarterback. But I was trying to kill him. I wish he would have stood up. I was two times. I wish he would have would never slid. If I could let him feel, let him feel me. Yeah. Did you see the play with Dre? Do you think he should have ejected? Nah. No, you shouldn't. Don't, don't run it. We don't like quarterback <laughs> running the ball. I don't run it. <laughs> I don't run quarterback. Uh, I can catch him. Don't run it. <laughs> don't, hey, simply, that's, that's going to be the title of tomorrow's episode. Yeah, I, don't, I don't got no sympathy for another quarterback on the opposing team. Don't run it. He's, he's a running back. Oh, I freaking love it. 
I fight. Yo, Jerry is uh, still my guy, bro. Ah, uh, man, I freaking love it, man. That's just that old school. Man, he got that old soul, man. I, I freaking love it, man. Like, I, I'm trying to put him down. Like, down. Let's go. Like, I'm trying uh, to take him out. Yes. I, I almost thought he said I'm trying to injure him. I, that's what I thought he said, but that's why that's the way I interpreted it. Damn. I'm gonna let him feel. I'm telling you, Jimmy Warwick could tackle. That's why we call him the enforcer, because that's the one thing that I know I don't have to worry about Jimmy Ward with. Now, in coverage, every now and then he gets kind of out of position. But when it comes to like playing down those football, downhill football, he is in there on those tackles. He had some big tackles last night, which helped, you know, the 49ers get that ball back. Jimmy Ward, man, that's oh, yeah. he's different. He's different. A he's dog. Just, dog just with a with a capital D and capital G and all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. That's Jimmy. That's Jimmy. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the exact dog that Jimmy is right there. Whatever that dog playing. was barking. Ah uh, man, it gets me fired up. It gets me 100%, fired up, 100%. But listen, uh, just to wrap this up, man, look, the 49ers did what they were supposed to do. They came out there. They won the game. Uh, it was a comeback victory. Uh, you can say uh, I felt like Talanoa Hufunga sealed the deal. It's the name of the show. Uh, he was able to go out there and seal the deal. Uh, if, you, if you had to pick a person on defense, though, who is your guy on defense? Let's do unsung heroes. I forgot about that segment. Unsung heroes. If you had to pick a person that's not a typically a star, who is your guy defensively and offensively? That's kind of that's kind of hard. I feel like it was a really good collected effort on defense. Okay. But you know what? I'm gonna just go completely outside the box because I was real worried, and I don't know if he made a ton of major plays, but a Menahue. I was worried. I was like, oh, my God, a Menahue. No, like, this is, oh, man, this don't look right. Like, man, hopefully this isn't like a, when I was watching it, I was like, man, this could be a bad injury. And then I see him over on the sideline, and I believe I'm pretty, I'm trying to remember it all right. I'm like, okay, maybe it was just a cramp. I'm like, oh, man, hey, hey, cramps ain't no joke when it happens, you, you know. So I was like, okay, cool, cool. And then I'm pretty sure he came back and made a play. I'm just trying to really. You know, there's so many plays, and especially when you're on live and whatnot. It's you know, I'm trying Listen, to. I'm, if, if if you want to know how that interception happened, that was a minute you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yep, so, so the the thing that impressed me about a minute you before the cramp was there was a play the 49ers didn't get home and on right, and then the the Chargers thought they were slick and ran no huddle which means the 49ers weren't able to sub. And on that mm -hmm. next play, a mini who was, they had, he had no double team. That motherfucker got to the quarterback and caused something to happen. I don't remember him getting a sack, but he definitely caused something to happen. So yeah, listen, yeah. a mini for me would have been my unsung hero on defense as well. So I'm glad we agree. Give me your offensive unsung hero. Man, it's got to be Elijah Mitchell, man. But it's like okay. I like to I like to go outside the box too. You know, I like to really just you know sometimes pick someone that maybe someone might not have. You know, man, I got a few names in my head. I'm thinking about Jimmy. I'm thinking about Jawan Jennings, and uh, you know, so I'll just kind of throw all three of those players in the same box. You okay. know, kind of. I could dig it if I had to pick for one of your three players, Elijah Mitchell, Jimmy, or Jawan Jennings. I'm going with Jawan Jennings, man. This is a guy that's kind of like been forgotten 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was he coming off the injury as well. I always said Jawan Jennings was the third down guy, though. That like because he's a big ass target and you just throw it to him and he's not a yak guy. He's not a yak guy. I saw it yesterday. He don't have yak speed, but I tell you what, man, he's a tough mother sucker. He's probably the best blocking wide second best blocking wide receiver. I think the 49ers have. I still think the uh Brandon Ayuk's the best blocking, but he's a great guy. And Kyle Shanahan is lucky to continue, you know, have this guy because if he doesn't catch that third down and get the first down, 49ers aren't scoring. Like, mm-hmm. like, there's so many, he had so many intricate parts to this 49ers offense, you know, to continue to let it, to allow it to churn. So Juwan Jennings would have got my unsung hero on the offense, and you, we both picked the same guy on defense. And I see a lot of people out there agreeing. I see Eddie G's going in the trenches with Aaron Banks. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, Diego went with Robbie Gold. I don't know if this was a joke, but hey, he made, <laughs> he made his field goals. And he did miss an extra point, but we talked about it earlier. I don't think that was his fault. I, I, I really don't. Listen, Jaguayo says Greenlaw. Look, Greenlaw still led the team in tackles and got ejected. Just imagine what he would have had had he not got ejected. Jeez. Greenlaw, hey, 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 we got some dogs on this team. You start, I started just man thinking about Ward and Greenlaw and Jennings and that, and we ain't even talking about Debo and Kittle Thanks. and you know or Trent, the Silverback Williams. You know, it's a hey, hey, hey man, feels like we are built to go on a run, built for the winter time. And man, I, I'm excited regardless of not scoring in the end zone or you know not getting more touchdowns. We get two more touchdowns, and we're all talking about, and you know, we're talking a whole different tune, you know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like like we really we we would have really been walking into work, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I, that's why we, the uh, super the Super Bowl, <laughs> right, 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 right. Listen, Kels, man, I truly appreciate you for jumping on, man. Listen, let everybody know. Like when you air your shows, where they can find you, where they can follow you and all that good stuff, man. Because, you know, it's all about spreading that that love. Yeah, man, I'm still hey, hey, I appreciate you, too, as well, my man. Um, Hey, I'm still working on getting consistent. But, you know, but, you know, I'm getting there. You know, uh, when I first started my show, to be honest, I didn't even completely know I was going to start a show. This wasn't like a completely planned thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I got goals. I got plans. I was just super passionate. I've seen this miss out on some quarterbacks throughout the history of the 49ers. So I was going on this uh, little mission of uh, getting Trey Lance drafted. We wound up drafting him. I couldn't believe it. We traded it. Um, I wasn't on no kind of social anything. I barely even had a Facebook. <laughs> and I was like, I had enough. I had enough of this. Man, I want to see us get a quarterback, yada, yada. So I start linking up with some people. Actually, people started finding me kind of chop it up with uh you know everybody probably knows jesse naylor and whatnot yep. and uh, he, he gave me some words of encouragement i was like all right man you know whoa i didn't even know you could do a youtube channel youtube you know i'm like holy crap there's a whole community like this is off this is dope this is off the hook mm-hmm. and you know typically i'm i y'all know y'all probably don't see it but you, you know i got anxiety and i'm pretty shy man so even getting in front of a camera i was terrified I did it anyway. I was like, hey, I could conquer this little fear and whatnot. And, uh, you know, so I just started making little videos. I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't even know I could go live until I thought you (laughs) had to have a certain amount of subscribers one day. I'm like, oh, damn, I could go live. Hey, 
I like this live thing. I get to mm-hmm. chop it up with comments and yep. you know, I was like, this is cool, man. I just felt like a little kid kind of just doing I still do lightweight, but so it turned into a show. Uh just you know, it's I'm about a year and a half into it. I've been inconsistent, but I'm getting there. I created or I started the show with a few guys. Um, you know, we do uh, straight out of the bay on Monday nights. Mm. Uh it's me, Jay in the Bay, Bay Area mm. Baller, mm. and a mean the dream. You know, okay. it's it's straight out of the bay. We're all from the bay. So I kind of, you know, just put it together that way. But we rotate channels. So so one week it's on my channel. I think this coming up uh, th- tonight, it's going to be on Jay and the Bays, then Bay Area Ballers, and then Amin the Dream. So we got that going. Um, I'm also linking up with Ryan G. Hensley. Y'all might have okay. seen him on Grant Cohn's show, but we do that every Tuesday morning. And then every Wednesday, we hop on Niner Beto's channel, and we do last man standing. We do NFL predictions of nice. all the NFL games. So, hey, hey, man, I'm starting to get out there. I'm starting to link up with some guys. Hey, man, I've been wanting to do a show with you. I just think it's dope. I just think sometimes we might uh, take it for granted that we're able to even hop on this freaking computer and link up. You're You're over there in what, New York? Yeah. Yeah. You're in, you know, you're out there yeah, in New York. Yeah. I'm over here in California. We're able to link up, uh, you know, on this beautiful morning and chop it up about the team we love. And I just think that's, it's the cool. Best part. It's the best hey, part. It's so freaking cool, man. And sometimes, you know, but long story short, you can hit me up on Celts Chronicles. I do plan to uh, really start pushing it a little bit more and really start, you know, uh, just you know, uh, everybody has their different flavors. Uh, we have the most and the best content creators in the world. The 49ers are worldwide. Worldwide. Uh, th- there ain't nothing like the freaking faithful. I thought for, I was so naive. I thought it was just a Bay thing. Two <laughs> two years ago. Two years ago, I thought it was just a Bay thing. Man, I'm born and raised out here. Yeah. So once, man, I put a post up on Facebook. And when I very, two years ago, I'm like, oh, dang, there's Facebook groups. This is hella cool. So I put up a post on Facebook. Where are y'all from? I'm getting people from Germany, Australia, yeah. the yeah. Philippines, Worldwide, Canada, Texas, bro. New York. I'm like, what the? Like, I'm like, bro, this is dope. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I start asking people stories. I, hey, man, you know, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Rodney Lott, five Super Bowls. Like, that legacy ain't never going to die. And it's uh, created you know, the faithful are the best, man. I know sometimes we have our disagreements. Sometimes stuff gets weird in this world when mm-hmm. it comes to, you could write one little paragraph and it could get twisted. And the world has too much hate, man, you know? Um, and, you know, there's things I've learned in the past two years. There's things that I've learned a lot, man. Like I've probably felt some kind of weird ways and done, maybe said some stuff that, you know, uh, I wish I could take back, you know, but I face it. I try to apologize and and reflect and correct and, you know, come correct. You know what I'm saying? So I just appreciate it all. Y'all could check it out. Celts Chronicles. Um, Yeah. And when I do uh, a lot of the times when I go live by myself and I'm not on someone else's show, a lot of the times I'm going to be dropping the link to give anybody a chance to come through and chop it up. Nice. Uh, And sometimes I don't have a lot of guests because I like to really, really elaborate on the comments, you know, I like to really dive in and cause I know when I first started watching shows, you know, I put a comment, I'd feel like, Oh, that's dope, man. They put my comment up. They're reading it. Like, man, I'll be like, okay, like, Hey, this is cool. So 
you know, I, I want to do a mixture of elaborating on the comments and uh, also letting, giving the ability for anybody to come through. So, and that's what I'm about. And uh, at the beginning, middle and end of the day, it's all about the faithful. And for me personally, just spreading that love. What up, my man? And um, yeah, man, just spreading it. Why not? It's like, you know, I've done, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of hate, man. So it's like, I just try to be that little piece that can, uh, that can inspire some decency. I'm not trying to be all, you know, high and mighty and this, that, and the other. But well, one of my biggest things that makes me feel like good in life, I didn't even realize this until a couple years ago, is when I see someone's perception change, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in a positive way. And I almost get teary-eyed, man, because I'm an emotional person. But when I see someone's perception change, and it, it doesn't, you know, I'm a believer, you know, I pray, I believe in Jesus and whatnot. And I'm not even saying just coming to Jesus or whatever, but when I just see some goodness be, you know, someone's perspective change in a positive way, man, I get fired up. You know, there's been times where I've communicated with certain people and I get done and I see them completely like, whoa, like I never thought of it that way. And then you see them going from hateful yeah. to talking to all of a sudden you know, because I used to fight back. I used to go to war. Now I'm like, hey, let me try to, hey, I've been there before. I know what it's like to have that kind of like hate in my heart or to feel some kind of way. So if I could change that, I'll get off. I'll go to my wife like, man, babe, this was so cool. This person is yada, yada, you, you know, changing in a good way. So so that's that's my biggest thing, you know. Listen, you got a lot of support. The one thing I love about the 49ers faithful is that it's a community, bro. So like, and, and, and I, and I don't even like to use the word community. I'm a family guy. You know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. so I, I call them family and, and we're family. Right. And so family, you're going to have your disagreements. You're going to have your fights. You're going to have your, you know what I'm saying? That's what families do. But you know what? Families always find a way to come back and figure things out. That's what family does. And so, um, you know, even if we were on opposite ends of the spectrum trying to, you know, we disagree with something, there's always another family member that could come in and be like, hey, let me hear what you got to say. Let me hear what you got to say. And then we figure it out. And that's what family typically does. And that's why I rock with the faithful. You know what I'm saying? Look, this is me. Me doing this is 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 people don't realize how me just putting this out here is therapeutic for me. Mm -hmm. People keep telling me it's therapeutic for them. Well, y'all therapeutic for me, just allowing me to just host a show, right? That's that that makes me feel good as well. So that's what we're here for, man. We're here to talk about our team. We big them up. We talk about them, you know, what they got to do to improve, how they could be better. But overall, man, it's so that we could come together because I can't just hop on a flight right now and come out and just go out to eat with you. But I tell you what, we could get online. You can eat there. I'll eat here. And we can break <laughs> bread. Feel me? Hey, let's do, hey, hey, real talk. Hey, I seen those uh the lollipops, the lollipop, bro, chicken people, lollipops. They cutting on me, bro. But let me tell you, cuz they're not the regular drumsticks. I was trying to tell okay. Mike they they they're they're they for you gotta get the chicken wings, right? All right? And then you and then you cut the wings, you know. It's always cheaper to buy the chicken wings as whole instead of buying drumsticks. I mean, instead of buying the wingettes, because you save more money. So you get them, you cut them up, and then you, you know, you kind of skin around the gristle and the bone. So when you pick it up and you dip it in your sauce, it's like a lollipop. Yeah, Bro, yeah. them junks was blazing. I was like, I'm only gonna eat two or three of these joints. Bro, I ate all eight. 
Hey, man, hey, I'm going to do some research. I might have to get some info from you because my wife, man, she puts it down. Word, I got you, bro. I got my wife, you. Bro. My wife puts it down, man. I, I didn't even know what, man, she she just, I, I think we're, we're going to wind up doing some kind of restaurant. together. Yeah, well, maybe why, a nonprofit. Why don't y'all start with a cooking vlog that you put on your channel Please. and you can do things inspired by your team because that's your niche and y'all start there and yeah, the world yeah. will love it. They love the wife-husband combination. We've been dreaming of this for a minute, man. If uh, Yeah, I, I'll just, you know, I don't want to start getting all uh, talking too much on your show, but yeah, we've been dreaming for a while. Was We were almost going to try to do something that involves sports mm-hmm. and food and open up something one day to where just kind of Hey, 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 man! And then here. we were gonna start with a food truck, and then COVID hit, and then it kind of knocked plans off. Hey, hey, but hey, we're gonna come back. It didn't she, knock hey. the plans off. It just, it just made you have to go find a different plan. So yeah. you got to remix the plan. So I'm telling you, start here. You got Real a community. Let's Let them it, rock with y'all live on how y'all get in the kitchen and do whatever, whatever, whatever. We watch it on Food Network and we paying all that money to watch that shit. Why don't you just do it right here? Hey, 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 what does she want to call it? Like comfort kitchen or something? Because hey, hey, she got such a huge heart. Like, I mean, she there's times where she'll make a whole pot of food and just go rolling around town and That's just beautiful and, and hooking people up, man. She... That's beautiful, bro. She is so cool, man. Hey, hey, if someone if someone's cold, she'll she'll bring him a freaking, she'll bring him a jacket. She'll give him a hot meal. You know what I'm saying? And 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 she's taught me a lot. But at the same time, like, you know, we we come from a tough town, so she knows how to, uh, you know, watch her back. You know, you, you know, good. she's she's street smart at the same time. But she's good. it's just so cool, man. So, hey, uh, I'm gonna try to. Uh, yeah, man, take some of your advice and, and get some things rolling when it comes. Hey, everybody love food, right? That brings people together Chris, just like sports. Look at look at <laughs> look at look at, the, look at these comments. Food <laughs> and football brings joy to us all. I never Let's realized go. that, but it really does. It you does. guys definitely gotta come. I gotta get you and the wife on, on a sizzling Sunday show on a Sunday before the season's up. So you could just come on, we could we could preview the game. It's a pregame show, but we we do tailgate foods that you would normally find at a tailgate. So maybe you guys can whip up something for one of the uh, the remaining games, let you know. Let's let's set it up. Let's set it up. Heck All right, yeah. man. I got to get up out of here. It's past that time. I got to turn this into a podcast. But I appreciate you for being on here, bro. And we're gonna definitely chop it up off the air, man. So we can build, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, my man, Rich Kelts, Kelts Chronicles. Go subscribe if you haven't subscribed already, man. Kelts, I'll see you on the after show. Peace. All right, peace. That was so fun. I had a blast. It's always a blast. And I'm going to do this all week long. You already know John Chapman is going to be with me on Thursday. I'm headed out on Saturday. I got, uh, I think Ty is going to be on tomorrow. I got Rohan is going to be on one day this week. And I, I'm, and, and I got two other days I think I can get people on. I don't know how it works. Anyway, I'm having a blast with content creators. I'm getting to know people. It's what life is all about. Uh, 49ers got this victory, man. And look. It wasn't in high fashion, but they sealed the freaking deal. You know what I'm saying? They got it done, 
and the road to the Super Bowl is on them, right? It's it's really on them. It's what they make of it, right? The 49ers can set up their bed, and they can get out there and do whatever it is they need to do. They got one win. Now they got to get to Mexico, be Arizona, continue to do what they're doing. This is a divisional game, uh, and I know divisional games are hard. And I know we struggle with Kyler Murray, who didn't play last week. Maybe he don't play this week. We got beat by Colt McCoy last year, but we won't get beat by him this year. I can tell you right now. I do got to get to the poll question before we go. So if you see me looking over here, I'm actually looking for my feed. And here it is. Uh, which, who should be player of the game? And let's see. The percentages says, really? All right. So 31% of you guys, 31% of you guys voted for Nick Bosa. All right, 31. So that was the majority. Nick Bosa should have been player of the game. I don't get it. I felt like Charles Omenihu had a better player of the game. That's why I put other, because I knew a lot of you were probably going to think of Omenihu or whatnot. A couple of questions I want to get to for the Q&A real quick. Ronnie Montoya says, Breezy, should we rotate McGlinchey with McKivitz like Brunskill and, Bur um, Brunskill and Burford? Uh, yeah. If McKivitz is healthy, uh, look, I, I got to go back and watch the film, but just from me watching, I just don't think McGlinchey is good. He's healthy. He's all those different types of things. I think there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, he's not playing like, like super bad, but he's not playing average either. You know, damn, at least, at least he could be below average. He's not even there. I think McGlinchey just, I don't know. I think it's the injury really do. And he wasn't even that great in the run game yesterday, which concerns me now. So uh, should should they rotate? Why not? They're they're doing it, so why not? Uh, Niner Cali Boys says, how about the helmet-to-helmet -helmet shot on Ayuk and the fumble? Yeah, look, it wasn't called. It was clearly Derwin James with the helmet to the helmet. The refs didn't see it because it was too much of a bang-bang play, and they didn't call it. So it is what it is. Uh, unfortunately... <sighs> Kelch talked about what made Jerry Rice great. And I'm not comparing Ayuk to Jerry Rice. But when you play the wide receiver position, you want to compare yourself. You want to, you want to follow the model of the greats. Okay? And here's what I think. Ayuk has to learn how to get the freak down. Right? You catch the ball, you live to the next play. And I know there's a yak mentality. But it would have been all right. He caught the ball. It's not like he caught the ball... He was trying to make a play, he caught the ball, and if he could have just got down, they probably would have cracked each other in the head. He would have been straight. He wouldn't have fumbled, and he would have lived on to the next play because it was a great catch, great throw, great catch. But, Ayuk, I love you. I love what you do, but you got to learn how to live on for the next play because you're not going to always be able to break or outbreak. He had another play in a game where it was another big, big play. And the dude tried to tackle him. He kind of like spun out of the joint and got extra yards. Like he's a baller. I'm not telling him how to play football. But in that in that situation, possibly, possibly maybe he could have just got down. Uh, Lake City says, Breezy, why Uncle Shanahan do McGlinchey like that? He opened eyes nationally to his flaws. Maybe sometimes, sometimes you want to, sometimes to get the attention of a player, you got to kind of show them, you, you never had that lesson where, you know, the person was like, oh, you, 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 you think you, you think you a man? All right, cool. 
Oh, you you think you grow? Pump the man. You think you grown? Cool. Perfect example. When I thought I was grown living with my mama, she's like, oh, you grown? I'm going to need this money for the cable bill, this money for the light bill, this money. I'm like, Ma, I only make $118 a week. Well, now you make $10 a week because I'm going to need all the money because I thought I was grown. <laughs> sometimes, Kyle, sometimes as a parent, as a mentor, as a coach, sometimes you just got to let those guys, you got to let those guys learn. Uh, the fact that Shannon Sharp came out and spoke about that is a problem. That's the national attention you're talking about. Kyle Shanahan, it is what it is. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> ain't nothing he could do. But listen, guys, great show. I appreciate you. I don't think I gave y'all a round of applause and I apologize. I get so excited. But I just wanted to give you guys a round of applause for rocking with me for an hour and a half. Damn, the show got longer. Uh it's supposed to be an hour show because I'm trying to get this pla- uh podcast uh podcast on the platform. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm not going to edit it. They're going to get what they're going to get today because this was a great show. Great guest. Rich Kelts is phenomenal. He's, oh uh, man, he was just dope. He was just dope. Got to have him on the show more, maybe once a week. I, I really liked him. I thought he was really good. Guys, stay up, all right? Stay faithful. We won. Tomorrow we're going to be breaking down. Maybe we'll talk about, like, I, I got what I'm going to do for tomorrow. You know, we, we're going to talk about the underdogs tomorrow tomorrow's episode is gonna be about the underdogs and you you kind of know where i'm alluded to that uh that was missed too i don't even want to talk about the refs but guys y'all stay up stay faithful enjoy y'all day all right be safe out there but always you know if somebody comes up to you and they ask you some stuff some some questions or whatever like that make sure you just keep it 100 i call it nitty-gritty you call it 100 whatever it is make sure you keep it nitty-gritty guys thanks for watching i appreciate y'all peace Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. Breezy this, breezy that. Lord. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded, I got the Niners on my back, you know? Yeah, breezy this.